0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue on with our exclusive coverage of A Third Watch, the greatest show that ever ever. is a show. Uh, We are moving along the second season quite swimmingly. We're into. Uh, The second season, still the greatest season I'm probably going to put out there of Third Watch. And we're crossing now into the second half of this season. And we are into the episode called True Love. Aww... Aired on the 22nd of January in the year 2001. It was written by the esteemed John Wells, the co creator of this show. His uh, previous uh, episode was done by the other co creator, Ed Allen Bonero. It's done by the other co creator, John Wells. Um, and it was directed by Leslie Linker Glatter, the esteemed Leslie Linker Glatter, uh but uh excited to be here to talk about this episode it's an interesting one i'm uh, looking forward to hearing thoughts and everything along these lines my name is ben and i wear a short skirt so i get good tips
1: <laughs> my name is darvel and yes i did something to my leg i chased my moron partner when he jumped across the grand canyon back
0: there <laughs> oh it's good and this is kind of um good having back darvel first of all but it's it's it's, um. Thanks, man.
1: Good to be back.
0: It's, it's interesting how, like, last episode we sort of spoke about how, like, oh, is it technically a Bosco episode? And this kind of, I think, falls into the same category, but probably more so that, yes, this is a Bosco episode, is cause, you know, again, he's narrating it, and obviously we get some pretty heated stuff with him in this episode. So, um. Oh, yes. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting how we discuss Bosco's episodes. I mean, again, they're not quite as done deeply as what we had with Doc a few episodes ago, what we had with Jokas this season. So, um, But, I mean, I still think we get some good stuff with Bosco because, you know, we get the esteemed return of Rose Boscarelli, which is always a good thing, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to, what's her name? Patty... Patty
0: dear Arbenville. Gosh. I can never say her name properly, but, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, props to Patty.
0: We love Patty. We, we talked a little bit about her last season when uh, she obviously came into it, and kind of as Brandy and I mentioned, she's a... A very much an ongoing, uh, regular, uh, the fact that, um, unlike Kim's mother, they actually keep the same actress, uh, throughout the entire <laughs> series run. And I, I do believe that yes. she basically, I think we kind of went over it. She, um, is in it all the way to season six as well. So, uh, but the thing mm-hmm. that I, the thing that I always notice. About uh, Rose is the fact that every single time she makes an appearance, she has a different hairstyle. I don't know if you ever noticed that. She's the Madonna of Third Watch. She's always got a different appearance.
1: <laughs> nope. nope. Didn't really pick up on that, but it is an interesting observation.
0: Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just noticed hairstyles and stuff. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe, that's why maybe still- it is just you. I don't know. But, uh, um, yeah, we like Patty D'Arbanville- uh, she'd be one similar to what we're talking Patty about. Patty D. Patty D. Yeah, I like that. Patty D. Similar to what we're talking about, Joe Lisi uh, last episode. I, I feel we could get Patty D. on the show. I think Patty D. would be someone who would gladly talk about because I mean, looking at her film credits, I mean, you know, she's been in a lot of things. Uh, but she's really it was one of her most prominent roles actually was being in Third Watch, um, sort of as a side character. I mean, just going through here with her, for she was in a TV series in 1989 called Wise Guy. Where she appeared in multiple episodes. I've heard of that. I've never heard of that one. Uh she was in a she was a lieutenant in a TV series called New York Undercover. Obviously, part of the main oh, cast. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: That was a that was a pretty big one from like ninety four to ninety
0: eight. Uh, yeah, ninety four. But it to, never.
1: But like Third Watch, it never got the recognition.
0: Never heard of that one. Um, so she was obviously a main cast member in that. Uh, she was a regular on. I've heard of this one, Guiding Light. Um oh everybody's heard of that. She played well, she was a regular on Sopranos for 3 episodes. There you go. But uh yeah, one one of her more prominent roles would be Third Watch. I mean, clearly she's done a lot, but um yeah, as I, I think I mentioned in our last episode when we had her on the show uh when we had uh, her, as in Rose Boscarelli, was in an episode She was in an episode of um, another show that we're covering, of course, here on the Oz Network, uh, Nip Tuck She's only in it very briefly, but, um, yeah, so Paddy D, we get some Paddy D this episode, we like Paddy D um, But we, we get some Jimmy, which is good uh, I don't know why I'm speaking like this Or is it? <laughs> yeah, look, we we kind of, are once again, in this notion where we can't really defend Jimmy, can we? <laughs> no Oh, I just, I love the way this episode kind of paints out Jimmy as being a victim. Really? Uh (laughs) You knew what you were doing, buddy. We're two men here and we're the ones basically on the women's side here. So anyway, um, but we'll get into all of this. We've got some good stuff. Uh, and of course, uh, we get some great Tatiana stuff in this episode. So, um, oh,
1: yes. Because she she likes John, she likes she likes John. I don't know. I was trying to imitate her, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it very. If that's good
0: job. your Russian accent, your Ukrainian accent, I stick to your Lord. Australian accents because they're better. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that I need to. I need to watch more stuff with her in it, and then get back to you with another. Uh, impersonation But for now Yeah I'll stick to Imitating you
0: You you like sex Darrell No that was pretty bad I, I'll, I'll give that one I, I just I'm gonna get in that Click in the mind <laughs> so what
1: are you Getting yeah, my I'm just, I'm gonna click it. in
0: my head that, that switch It's like Yes hello I am yeah. Tatiana There we go That's a bit better Anyway we'll get to her um, That's how you do a Russian Yes night. it's how you do Russian She's actually a Russian from the Ukraine night. But it doesn't matter You like sex John <laughs> There we go <laughs> the best... Why do you want? Are you policeman? Yes, I was about to say the best you're, thing she says is nice, policeman. You're a nice man. You policeman. You have good benefits as policeman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lover. Oh, Sabana uh, Husk.
1: Yes. Yes, Beautiful. gotta love Savannah Hask. I wonder if she's another one that
0: we could get on here. Well, as we discovered, because I think uh, Brandy was in our first episode, wasn't she, when Tatiana was introduced, that um, she actually, according to IMDb, she hasn't acted in anything in about 10 years. Uh, and Brandy mentioned something about the fact that I think she said she thinks she became like a mother and kind of stepped away. But yeah, according to um, IMDb, she has not acted in anything since 2008's The Onion Movie, where she played Rapist Lisa. So <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So she actually I mean since okay. Third Watch she hasn't actually really done much since Third Watch. She was in Jag for an episode, uh she did something called Piggy. She was in Ten Eight, Officers on Duty, Surviving Eden, She Hate Me, Water, and the Onion movie. And even before Third Watch, she was only in like four things, so she actually hasn't done a lot. Um Nope. So Yeah, she was, actually, there's one here, this is, funnily, I know we're going to get into this episode, this is why these episodes go for so long. But um, I'm putting another call out there, I did did this obviously with our, uh, when I ended up getting the reunion uh, little episode that uh, Orchides so uh, fantastically supplied for me. The one that Orchides, or if anybody out there has, that again, I would just die to see. I don't know if you remember the TV show The Weakest Link. But they did a third watch episode... Oh, yes. ...of The Weakest yes. Link. Yes, I,
1: I, I, loved, I loved The Weakest Link. Well,
0: I mean, we had an Australian... You
1: are The Weakest Link!
0: Goodbye! We, we had a great Australian version here, um, and I interviewed the host of that, Keneally Francis, many years ago. She was one of the first big people I ever interviewed when I first started in radio. But, um, I mean, I've never seen the American version, but... I always remember seeing that they did a third watch episode. They got like the cast on of the third watch, you know. And I'm actually trying to see here who actually went on it, but I've never been able to um, track down the Co- episode. So I'm I'm looking here. I
1: think Kobe Bell. I think Kobe Bell was on it. Yeah. Well, um,
0: Skip Sutter. Yep, you're right. Chris- Skip Sutter was on it. Anthony Reeve, Savannah Husk was on it. Amy Carlson, uh, Kobe Bell, Chris Bauer, uh, Ed Allen, Bonero. And uh Brad Bayer, the esteemed Sergeant Christopher, represented uh third watch in there as well. So didn't quite get the and Molly Prizes sure. and the Jason Wiles, but you still got, you know, a yeah. good portion of the cast and I want to see it.
1: Yep, and I'm pretty sure this was this particular episode was done after nine eleven.
0: Um yeah. it was To raise
1: money for the NYPD and FDNY.
0: Well, it, I mean, I, I don't doubt that. It, it says here, 3rd Watch Edition doesn't have a release date here. 3rd of December, 2001. There you go, you're right. So... Um, The thing that I got lucky, I found on YouTube that somebody had uploaded old episodes of The Weakest Link to YouTube, but they just hadn't uploaded this episode. So um, if if I dig and I find it, I'll definitely share it. But by all means, if Orkides, Barb, anybody listening to this has a copy of this somewhere, even if it's on a VHS, I'll pay you money for you to post that to me here in Australia. Um, because I just so want to see it. Because, I mean, this is the thing we've established with Third Watch. It's such sort of a limited show than the success that it had that any time it's sort of got a reference or it's got a sort of a special that I feel like there's that limited amount of those that you've got to kind of see it. Um, And kind of like how I I referenced that um, the, uh, what was the, the Jennifer Lopez, Ray Liotta show that they kind of had a grave. Shades of Blue. Shades of Blue. A gravestone of a a departed character in there. And then also, yeah, 30 Rock, which um, I loved. They had the most random reference to Third Watch in it, which again, both NBC shows. But um, I just, I remember, I can't even, I've got to find the episode, was it? And it's, um, I've gone blank on her name, the, the blonde funny woman on it, not Tina Fey, the other, the main star on it. Um, she was just like... she. For was, some reason I was thinking Amy Poehler. Oh, no, 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 not Amy Poehler. Um, I'll, I'll look her name up in a sec. It's like Linda, uh, yeah, Kurowski or something like that. Um, but, um, yeah, so like there's these references. I think there's like um, a, a scene where there's like paramedics or something like that in the in the episode and she just drops a line, something like, "Oh, what is this third watch or something like that?" And I just like, did she just reference Third Watch? And I had to like keep rewinding it, like over and over again. She totally does. Um, so that's the only time I've ever I'll seen it. Check directly. that out. Uh, Jane Krakowski, Jenna Maroney is the character that I'm thinking of. Um, and I need, you know, I need to, to find that quote. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm just I'm going to yeah, Google the to quote. This,
1: <laughs> yeah, to this day, you know, and I'm sure this won't be the first time we talk about this and I'm sure we'll talk about it more as we progress in Third Watch. Given that it was never really a huge hit, sometimes I wonder how did it manage to last for six whole seasons. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, I'm I'm there too. And that's kind of, I think, the joke that was on uh, that reunion where I think, uh, I mean, I asked the question. I I completely forgot that I'd send in a question to that reunion. I'm pretty sure it was that Alan Panera sort of joked in there and he said... um, he said, like, yeah, he believed that NBC basically looked outside one day and they're like, oh, shit, Third Watch is still on. We should cancel that uh, after six episodes, after six seasons. Because apparently it was a thing that uh, sort of towards the final few seasons, they just never knew whether or not they were coming back or not. So it was kind of... they. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that season one, season two were pretty safe locked in but, I mean, yeah, they they kind of, you know, and this is where if we ever get Ed, Alan Bonera on the show and we are aware that he knows we exist because we know that guy, Norman B, emailed us through, uh, emailed him through, probably listened and was like, oh, Shout God, out to I guy. hate that. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one question I definitely would love to find out from if we ever get sort of a, a backroom staffer on the show or something like that, just kind of how it all went about. Because I don't think that's ever been said. I mean, we get a lot of TV shows always get explained what happened because, you know, they're a big show and people want to know. But, as you said, like, Third Watch kind of, Went six seasons. Kind of went obscurely. Um, And, yeah. Um, I found the quote here. Um, I don't know what episode this is in. I'll I'll need to find it. Uh, But the quote that Jenna says is, she says, Oh, for God's sakes, what is this third watch? Um, Which, again, I believe it's in reference. I think there's like paramedics or something called. Because it's set in New York. Um, But... I need to find out what episode of Thirty Rock that was in because I just, I just that quote, I just, I lost my shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm that excitable. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, you know, kind of. I'm trying to find this here. I'm literally like quickly. I've googled the quote and I'm just trying to see because this doesn't tell me what episode it's in. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm, I remember another
1: thing that we had, that we had talked about concerning Third Watch is if we ever is if you ever get. Uh, Ed Bonero or John Wells or any of the other big wigs on here. I remember you saying that you'd love to know what they had planned for season three before nine eleven.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I actually I found a um. There was a there's an interview which I was sort of digging. We will get this episode started, folks. Don't worry. Uh, but there was an episode I was digging around <laughs> yes, with, totally uh, and yes. there was a there was an interview. I believe I think it was with John Wells. They kind of had like some like behind the TV studio interview with like you know esteemed writers and that sort of stuff from TV history. And they had a, a it's on YouTube. If you search for John Wells interview, like September 11, there's like a five minute interview with him where he talks about um, addressing uh, September 11 in third watch and how they had to um and he actually it's really and we'll talk a little bit more about this next season obviously when we get to the september 11 stuff but he he mentions how um they actually actually no i'm not going to tell that story now because that is that is the september 11 episode it's it's gonna yeah. it's gonna get lost in the fray if i tell it this episode uh in the meantime homework for people uh between now and season three um because we're actually quite close to that just search John Wells' September Eleven interview. I think that's all you need to find, and it's on there. And he tells a very interesting story about Third Watch and September Eleven, which I'd never heard before. So I'll tell it on air when we get to that episode because it's a great behind-the-scenes look at this show. Uh, but, yes, you're right. If we ever get them on the show or anybody like that sort of stuff, we'll definitely uh, discuss that with them. Um, so yep, there we go. Lots
1: of questions regarding Third Watch.
0: The uh, I'm, I'm still trying to find okay, what episode... Yeah. This came from of uh, 30 Rock. I believe it's a season three episode. That's all I've found. Um, But I found here a bit of an elaboration. She says, oh, for God's sakes, what is this third watch? And it says, Jenna, about all the different paramedic shifts. So, um Yeah. Anyway, I, I'll find it. I think I've still got Thirty Rock on my computer. I, I love that show, and apparently they're rebooting it. God, what are they not rebooting? I uh, seriously, actually, just quickly on that Third Watch. In five years time in five, watch. years' time, in five years' time, Darville, I'm going to say this: they're going to reboot Third Watch because they're going to run out of every other show to reboot. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I'll hey, if they reboot it, I'll, I'll give it a chance. Of course, we'll so. Of course, I'll absolutely,
0: you're going to give it a chance. But I mean,
1: I mean, we got to see Faith. Faith would probably be you know, let's have a little fun. Let's speculate on what everybody would be doing if they were, oh, I think watch. we should
0: say that. I think we should say that. Cause again, we're getting <laughs> sidetracked here, but uh, just let's be honest. They yeah. are rebooting third watch. It's called nine one one. Uh, <laughs> Which, you know, at the time of releasing this episode, I believe it's probably already started, but at least at the time of recording this, it hasn't been released yet. So, 911, written by Ryan Murphy and Brad Chaluck, uh, Brad Folchuk, Chaluck's uh, Christopher Chaluck, coming soon to Fox. Um, anyway, um, so we're 15 minutes into this episode, and we haven't even talked about the episode that we're talking about here. Uh, this is True Love. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's the awesome. It's been a while since we've got sidetracked this way. Um, but, anyway, I think how we started yep. all this sort of uh, conversation, technically a Bosco episode. Uh, we get this great sort of um, opening of uh, Bosco and Joker's having a chase of JJ over the rooftops, and we've got a, sort of a narration here from Bosco talking about uh, I love you" and this sort of stuff. Now, it's, I found it interesting. He's saying here, like, I've said I love you a couple of times, uh, most of the time when I thought the girl was going to make me uh, sleep alone. Sleep out. Um, yeah. Which, you know, it's kind of because, like, got to go back to Nicole when, obviously, you know, he was talking a little bit about this. Now, I'm not going to call this a plot hole or anything along those lines because Bosco, to me, is the type of character that he's never going to admit that he's in love. So, like, when he's no. with Nicole and that's all happening, you know, he means it. But as soon as, kind of, Nicole's gone, he's that type of man It's just kind of like, oh, that wasn't love. Fuck her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he will never openly admit it. So, to me... Um, I guess you might question that, judging on what we know with Nicole, but um, yeah, I, I think it's a fair point with Bosco. I mean, we don't, this is the thing, we went over this when he was with Nicole, we don't see him in any other relationship moving forward. Like, yeah, he kind of no. does cruise a bit, but that's not really a relationship, that's just passionate, kinky sex. So, we've all been there, haven't we, Darvel? am I right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, no, I haven't yet. Oh, Still, still, a, vir- still a virgin, so. Oh,
0: there you go. Wow, I didn't mean to open no, up that can no of words. Pa- <laughs> no passionate, kinky sex for me. Well, yet. look, Darvel, I'm a virgin too. Hashtag Virgins Unite. It's like Virgins Unite, yes. Virgins League. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hello to... I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, I don't either.
1: <laughs> wow, this is... But wouldn't be the first time we got sidetracked this episode.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. We're already revealing um, status. Um, I, I'm not... I, I, don't, I just don't know where I'm going with this episode anyway. <laughs> a bunch of people screaming at this episode. You're not a virgin, Ben. Shut up! I am right now just for <laughs> this episode. Leave me alone. Okay? I was in an eight-year relationship. We and never had sex. Don't... Ever. Not once. I'm against sex. I'm not. I'm not Taniana. You like sex, Ben? No, I don't. It's disgusting. A terrible act. Um,
1: how do you know you don't? How do you know whether you like it or not if you haven't experienced it yet?
0: You're absolutely right, Darville. I don't know because I'm a
1: buzzkill.
0: <laughs> you're 100 percent right. I wouldn't know. Um... <laughs>
1: Hashtag buzzkill.
0: Hashtag Ben's being found out here. Anyway, so they're they're running along the roof. Um, yeah. chasing JJ, I kind of like Jokers. It's like, oh, we're just gonna get him anyway. You know, he was just gonna catch him, and just it's a fun, it's a fun scene, and it's it's very well shot with them across the rooftops and kind of Jokers. Uh, she sort of falls. They jump over a massive gap, and then I just kind of like Bosco's reaction when he's just like, "Oh, you're gonna jump? Go ahead, I dare you. What do you think? You're gonna bounce?" <laughs> it's like, oh you're really starting to piss me <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> they get to the bottom. And, um yeah, he's escaped. He's gone down the fire escape. And he's like, and I just love like, Bosco. just doesn't care. Well, you hurt your leg or something? So, And as your quote was, you know, oh, my moron partner jumped over the Grand Canyon. Uh, which is, yes. And just one special note oh, here man. that I wanted to point out... Um and I kind of wish we had to use it for our episode screenshot, but we went with Tatiana just because Tatiana needed to be using one of these screenshots. Um, there's a shot when they're running across the rooftops and Yoko's kind of stops. I think it's either just before or after she jumps over the buildings. But you get a clear-as-day shot of the Twin Towers, which, I mean, it's 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 weird to kind of see them. Like, I mean, we uh, clearly we all know that they were part of the New York skyline for, you know, 30-odd years. But it's still kind of like you still see them in sort of shows like this and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, right pre 9-11 it's just i don't know if you ever get that sort of inkling with the twin towers because it's it's just you always get a weird feeling when with the
1: twin towers with with nyc in general
0: you Mm. know when
1: i look at stuff before september 11th of 2001 anything related to new york especially i always think yeah pre 9-11
0: yeah so and it's kind of interesting like obviously we know lots of um tv shows and movies sort of uh, wrote them out, I guess, sort of like, you know, edited them out of certain shots. I know Friends famously did it, I think, in some sort of scene, and obviously I know uh, the first Spider-Man movie was meant to include a, a sequence where um, Spider-Man caught a helicopter in between the two Twin Towers in a web. It was actually in the very first trailer they ever released for Spider-Man, but obviously, uh, you know, race that because... September eleven. Happened. Anyway, we'll stop talking about September 11th, Ben. We're still, you know, six months away from that in terms of this this show. But uh, we're well, about nine months. Anyway, so um, this is. So we've had the opening scene. Uh, we're in the firehouse. Great. Um, and we kind of get some fun little scenes here in the um, firehouse before Joe will come in. We've got Kim talking up a new shoes. Cool. Um, and then talking about the Super Bowl <laughs> That's poll. That's really all we can see there. Yep. I mean, we we talk about hashtag Bobby goes nowhere. Kim's really kind of in that middle ground at the moment, isn't she? Kim's still like... You know what's interesting with Kim is that, like, she actually does have large portions of this show where Kim really doesn't do a lot. But, like, you can kind of excuse it for Kim. This is kind of, I think, when we were in Kim's Hope chest, where, like, Kim's just an interesting character. Um, where, Yeah, I don't know how to explain it with Kim. I mean, she's got to get a lot of stuff to do by the end of this season, obviously, with what will mm-hmm. happen. In a few episodes' time, but um, yeah, in terms of character development, Kim really only has like one storyline in the history of Third Watch, uh, and that's basically Jimmy. <laughs> so uh, I know she starts seeing uh, the writer guy at the end of season four, but even then, that's kind of spoiler alert. Even then, that sort of gets tied into Jimmy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to Kim. Um, but, so she's got some shoes, good for her, they're talking about the Super Bowl poll, um, and I kind of, I like this whole, uh, little banter they go, they're talking about who's having that party, it's gonna be at Walsh's house apparently in his media room or something, but then, like, I love how Bobby, like, goes out to the wall and he's like, how do you get 33 points, and, like, again, me, my vast knowledge of the NFL, um, I just love how like everybody is explaining like seven touchdowns and a safety, thirteen. Sa-. Like I know that's not accurate. Don't jump down my throat, NFL fans. But like, it's just I love this whole sort of background where like all the characters are basically saying, trying to prove to Bobby how you can get to that score. Um, but then out of nowhere, uh, Joe walks in. He's not saying anything. What's going on here? Punch. Punches Jimmy, smack bang in the face. I love Jimmy. I was just standing here. What's your problem? He knows what the problem is. Stop acting all dumb, Jimmy. Um, And then we get Joe, uh, you know, tell him what you did. She told me. You better grow some eyes in the back of your head. you hear me? Um, And, yeah, we have this uh, start. And Taylor walks in. What's going on? Um, So, yeah, finally, here it is, Darvell. We've got this situation that Jimmy... He's going to get found out this episode.
1: Yep. In a big way.
0: Yeah. And uh, look, we'll get to the Jimmy staff and the Eddie Sibrin. Like, I will say, Eddie Sibrin, actually really good acting this episode. For a little, you know, ponce who shouldn't have, you know, taken his dick out. Uh, He actually... Like, and let's be honest, Eddie Sibrin, probably not really acting. This has happened to him in real life, so... Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we
0: know it has. A guy we who looks like that, we has. know what happens. I mean, you know, and let's be honest, it's going to replicate itself in real life in about 10 years' time for Eddie Cibrian when it comes to Leanne Rhymes, except Leanne Rhymes is the one who can't keep a dick in her pants. So, uh, well, other way around. But, you or
1: know, pussy dry.
0: <laughs> wow! Uh- <laughs> Darvel yeah, went the bed well, you route said, there. Oh, you, uh, well, you, well,
1: you said you said keep her dick in her pants, so I had to correct you.
0: Wow, are you sure you're a virgin? Um, <laughs> I'm positive. Hey, I know
1: I know some of the terms and some of the slang, and you can, you can be a virgin and know some of the terms and some
0: of the slang, Ben. I, um, <laughs> you're absolutely right, Darvel. But um, I just wasn't expecting you to say that. Anyway. um... <laughs> Thrown off Hey, that's what this is all about, isn't it? Unexpected moments Indeed, True Love is the episode title Uh, (laughs) Stabell Stewart, ladies and (laughs) gentlemen In case
1: anybody forgot
0: (laughs) Yep Um, So anyway, after the the opening credits uh, We've got Sully on his guitar Having a bit of a sing-song And can we just point out, Skip started through life Pretty good musician He's actually a musician He has a band, which um, I kind of wish I knew the name of Which I'm going to find out, actually um, because one of the things I learned about Skip Sardis after Third Watch was that uh, he like regularly played in New York City in his little band. Um, so I actually, uh, a couple of times I've been to New York, I, I never looked it up, but there. Um, uh, it is, Minus Ted uh, is his acoustic rock band. They've released three albums called Hope and Damage, Really, Really, and Hope and Damage Revisited. Um, oh, and two of them are on iTunes. I need to check them out um uh, i've never heard his band before so um i think there's a live performance of maybe not necessarily his band but
1: him on youtube and he's actually really good i he's think he's actually pretty good
0: yeah i think i have seen him live in terms of on youtube and i've just typed in minus 10 into youtube so there's a couple of clips um so again we're we're so- They've got a website. Um we're trying so hard to get Skip on the show. I've I've talked to Skip multiple times and uh hopefully I mean who knows, by the time of us recording this it might have already happened in terms of when we've released this, we realise that we're rec- to date this. We're recording this in November twenty seventeen and this has been released in about January, February twenty eighteen. So there's a couple of months of discrepancy there, so who knows? Uh it might have already happened. But um Skip, if you're listening, um we'll have to also do a review of Minus Ted. Um, which, look, I don't generally, well, this is gonna get me into trouble with the law. I don't generally pay for artists' uh, music, uh, when it comes to, uh, downloading, but, uh, I might have to, I might have to get onto iTunes and download a couple of Minus Ted albums. So, um, there we go. Yeah, I'll oh. have to
1: check them out too.
0: Anyway, Minus Ted. So, skip on the guitar here, this is sort of a, an actual, you know, don't ever think, oh, Sully, why is he on the guitar? You're not really expecting it though, let's be honest. You don't expect Sully to be on the guitar, but, here he is. Um, and who's knocking on the door? Hi, I'm Tatiana. I love how she has to introduce herself. <laughs> and then just, Sully, I remember you, the sink. Like, it's just, clearly we know these two know each other, but clearly I think just the, the writers of this episode, which is John Wells. I shouldn't be ripping into John Wells, our co-creator. Uh, basically, you know, oh, let's remind the audience who she is. Um, we, know, we know, it's a cute little scene Hi, I'm Tatiana Is your TV working? Um, and, <laughs> I just love when she comes into the apartment Wow, that's big Something that girls often say to me Oh, thank you um, <laughs> We learn that sully has been there for 15 years uh, Policemen have good benefits Same <laughs> ap- Sorry, you the Same apartment I was just, I just like, you know, um, policemen have good benefits, right? Um, which, can we just point out, now, we're going to get in a few episodes. This is sort of a spoiler, but in a way, you know, it's about to happen. We kind of get an episode here where Davis and a few others put into question whether or not Tatiana is only with John, Sully, to sort of, you know, try and get citizenship. Um... And it's kind of, it's interesting here that kind of, there are a few subtle clues here, I think, to maybe sway you. And I think this is probably props to our Third Watch writers that they kind of knew that this is going to be a storyline because, you know, she's sort of looking around, like eyeing off the apartment. Policemen have good benefit, right? Like, you know, it's kind of, it's a bit obvious, I think, but uh, it's, well, that's not yeah. how it's going to go. But um I kind of, when she's like, oh, a waitress in downtown Marriott or whatever it is, and, um, <laughs> he's just like, oh, does that work out for you? Like, you you can do that in a second. Um, <laughs> does that work out for you? There you go. <laughs> I wear a short skirt, so I get good tips. And I just love the way he reacts. He's just like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> but, um, and then he asks, where is home? Because they're talking about home. She's from the Ukraine. Um... Cable TV's out. What a shame. But can I just point out, like, um, this is me. I'm Sully in this situation because we have a woman, a beautiful woman, in his apartment who then basically is dropping the most unsubtle hints to ask her out. She's like, oh, I like live music. And then kind of he's just like, oh, well, there's lots of live music joints in, in the city. <laughs> give give us that tarbell. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, there's lots of live music joints in the city.
0: Thank you very much, Sully. So it's kind of, you know, it's like, uh, this is me. Blind Freddy could, like, look at this and basically be all like, oh, she's dropping hints. Ask her out. And Sully has no clue. I'm that person. I've done that so many times in my life. I've had friends, like, whack me and say, Ben, they're, like, giving you the most subtle hint right now to do something. I'm dumb. I assume or- girls are into me when they're not, and they're not when they are. Like, I can't tell. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. welcome to my life. So, yeah, I'm we, Sully. I feel yeah, I'm definitely... This is where I relate to Sully in this scene.
1: Yeah, we... Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We, we men are pretty are pretty daft when it comes to that kind of thing.
0: Unless you're bloody Eddie Cibrian. Oh, I just smiled at her if she had (laughs) sex with me. Oh, woe is me! (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yep. At least that's a terrible life. Unless you're Eddie Cibrian or someone who looks like Eddie Cibrian. I like you, Eddie. I'm pretty sure neither of us are.
0: I like you, Eddie. You seem like a nice guy. You know, you're a very attractive gentleman. But fuck you. Like, don't play the, oh, I'm so attractive women. Like, go away. Like.
1: Just <laughs> Go back to putting out fires or something. Yeah, you know? we'll
0: get to you, Jimmy Doherty, this episode. <laughs> um, speaking of which, we're up to Jimmy. Uh, so Sally doesn't Sally doesn't yeah. ask her out. We'll get back to that. So um, we're gonna have to rush through. I want to try and keep this to an hour. We're already halfway through. We're half an hour in, and we're barely through this episode. Um, so yeah, Jimmy, is outside. He's having a soak. Um, Kim comes out, (laughs) kind of like, go away, Kim. And then, again, we're we're to feel sorry for Jimmy. Why would Linda tell him? Like, you know, and then he starts going on, oh, I always know it's a bad idea at the time, but I always convince myself... Then
1: why do you do it?
0: (laughs) I always convince myself I'll get away with it. Oh, I have to tell Brooke, don't I? Boo fucking who, Jimmy! (laughs) Really? Keep your dick in your (laughs) pants! And if you're going to bloody sook about it, own it. you got free sex at your engagement party. You got married to poor... And let's not even get started on poor Brooke, which we'll get to her soon. You've got Kim standing in front of you, one of your other ex-wives. Well, Brooke's not your ex-wife yet, but look who you marry. You marry these hot, sexy, amazing women, and you go around screw around with Linda or Kim's sister. And let's be honest, Kim's sister's no good looker. Like, Jesus Christ, you've got an addiction. Uh- Jerk off like the rest of us. Uh, (laughs) Yes. This episode's really going somewhere. Uh, Mm. This is, like, look again. I like Jimmy. Jimmy's a nice guy. But fuck you, Jimmy. Uh, (laughs) We're going to be the voice for women on this episode, Darvell, since we're two men right now.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but you said it yourself. How can we can no sensible person, irrespective of gender male or female, no sensible person would defend Jimmy here.
0: Which is why Jimmy's not a sensible person. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, look, in all seriousness, like, we're hating the character. We're not hating you, Eddie. I know I said, fuck you, Eddie. Oh, don't go down my throat. But, like, it's, I mean, I will say, like, it's um well acted. And Eddie Cibrian does very well this episode in terms of playing the, you know, whipped little puppy. Uh So, I mean, we'll get to some good scenes with him and... um. You know, hate the character, don't hate the actor. We like Eddie Cimrian. Right, um, right. But, right. you know, it's funny. We get to this- so the next scene. We've got Bosco, um, you know, getting all angry because he's trying to find JJ, so he's going up to a few gangbangers and kind of yelling at him, get some great lines here, you know, you with the stupid hair, get over here, get your ugly ass over here. And they're talking about just the back and forth little like, you know, oh, you're a little bitch, aren't you? And it's like, oh, no, I think that was you. You were a little red thong. Um, <laughs> I loved that. Rips his jacket, steals, uh, gets some jugs out of it. Um, we get kind of uh, this nice... Actually, before I get to this car scene, is, I wanted to just point out something. Now, an episode ago, Dave, it was an episode or two, I believe it was last week, we were mentioning about, I, I said about how I like it when they reference like sporting teams and things like that. And I said, in that yes. episode, I said how we find out in, I think, what, the first or second episode or one of the very first episodes of the show that Sully is a Yankees fan. We found out a few episodes ago, Dave is clearly a Jets fan. He's talking about it. And obviously, Bosco is a Knicks fan. And I said, we never get references to hockey, to the NHL. What happens an episode later? We get a reference to the NHL. He's wearing a New York Islanders hat, and Bosco comes up and says, Oh, the Islanders are the best uh, my team, they're the best team. You're not allowed to wear that hat. So like, here we go, just I completely forgot about this. That wasn't me trying to be a smart asking, oh, next episode they're gonna reference the NHL. I completely forgot, and gotta point out, why does Bosco go for the Islanders? Nobody goes for the Islanders, he should be going for the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Who <laughs> goes with the islanders, yeah, to well, in New York.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Bosco isn't exactly the isn't exactly the sharpest knife in the drawer
0: in some respects. <laughs> so. Well, it's just, it's kind of it's weird because like um my dad goes through all the New York sporting teams and like I feel that like because you know generally there's two teams per league in New York just given it's so big. Some even have three. Um, that generally you kind of you fall into the same category. So, like, if you're a Knicks fan, you're a Rangers fan, you're a Giants fan, and you're a Yankees fan. If you're an Islanders fan, you're more of a, a Nets fan, you're more of a Jets fan. And you're more of a Mets fan. There's lots of Ets and Mets in there, so it's kind of weird to see someone mix up the the Islanders with the Knicks because the Islanders don't play at Madison Square Garden, of course. Uh, they play in, I think it's Brooklyn Barclays Center. Yeah, they do. They play the same place as the Nets play. So it's kind of like the the Islanders are a little bit more suburban rather than Manhattan. Because, like, obviously the Knicks play right. at Madison Square Garden so do the Rangers. I've been to both the Knicks and, a, and a, a Rangers game before. So it's kind of... I find it interesting. It's a passing note. I love how we're passing judgment on character, sporting team preferences when it's never a storyline. But I just kind of find it weird how Bosco's an Islanders fan and not a Rangers fan. But, um... Anyway, just me being Yeah,
1: Bosco's dick. Bosco.
0: But yay to an NHL reference! Woo! And hello to all our New York Islanders fans. No one goes to the New York Islanders, please. Um... Uh- <laughs> Actually, I I did know someone who... Well, I didn't know them personally. I knew of someone who went for the Islanders. And I fucking hate that guy. So, um... <laughs> so
1: <laughs> well, random Islanders fan, if you're listening, hey. I,
0: I, hold, I hold strong we opinion. We fucking hate the Islanders. <laughs> well, actually, I was... I, like, I don't... Like, the two teams I hate in the NHL, the Detroit Red Wings and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, uh, <laughs> maybe I have to add the Islanders to that list. Uh, hashtag go Flames, hashtag go Ducks. Anyway, um, so we get this scene in the car, boss goes sort of talking to this guy in the back, and obviously we're, uh, you know, I just kind of like the back and forth here, my partner thinks that drugs should be legal, and then we get that this guy, which I don't even know if we ever learned this guy in the back of the car's name, um, he needs an inhaler, so I got asthma, so they have to take him to the hospital, and kind of like go, because reaction, you know, like, oh, great, boss, great, this is going to be great, um, so, you know, it's it's kind of a nice little scene. We'll set up for more of that shortly. Uh, brief a little bit in the fire, fire engine. Um, Joe telling Jimmy to get out of his way. There's a car fire. Cool. Um, then we're back at the hospital. And this kind of sets up Bosco's storyline. So we have the esteemed uh, nurse Mary again. Fuck Dana. Where is Dana? Dana's just gone right now. By this stage, they're literally not giving a shit about Dana because Mary's being used more often. So, like, we still will get Dana this season because, as I said, I'm pretty sure her last episode is the final episode of this season. So, hashtag Dana's still there. Um, but, but where? Who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, should Dana not be hooking up with Jimmy? Like, you know, like... <laughs> Probably. Or
1: Bobby or somebody.
0: Well, she's done, Bobby. Well,
1: no, no, she already, yeah, she already did Bobby.
0: <laughs> hashtag already did Bobby. Uh... <laughs> you know, Dana
1: is probably one of the few women in Third Watch that Jimmy hasn't nailed yet.
0: Yeah, her and Yokus.
1: <laughs> Let's yeah. be
0: honest, Jimmy and Yokus are at it behind the scenes. That's just a storyline that was never written. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Now, that would be interesting. Do we
0: ever get a scene between Jimmy and Yokus? There's a question for for Barb and and Orkides. Did Jimmy and Yokus ever share a scene together? (laughs) They might be the only pairing that don't. I mean, do Bobby and Yokus share a scene? Um, You know, think of these random pairings, whether or not they share a scene or not. Um, So, we then get Mary basically asking, oh boscarelli is that a common italian name and which bosco's like oh not really so we find out that rose boscarelli is in the hospital bosco's mum has been beaten up and this kind of it flicks a switch in bosco like i mean we're talking i'm trying to talk up eddie sibrian's acting jason Wiles acting this episode wow um kind of we've had jovial light funny typical bosco this episode but from this moment on it's like somebody flicks a switch in him He goes and sees his mum. She's all beat up, and we find out there's a guy called Steve, clearly her boyfriend, um... And then to which, you know, Rose is kind of saying, look, it's my fault. It's my fault. Uh, Bosco just, he doesn't... Classic s- abuse victim line. Oh, he just doesn't say anything. Just this kind of deadpan face that will see so much of Bosco in this episode. It's so good. Like, Jason Wiles, props to him. Drives off, Jokers comes, um, you know, he just doesn't say anything. She's kind of obviously trying to talk through, ask questions, and he's just basically like, you want out, I'll pull over. Um and then we get to this sort of like a laundrette I guess he works at. Um, Bosco chases after him. He gets away. Um, and I kind of love this scene when like Bosco's like throws a beer bottle at the core and is just sort of like damn it, just like so angry. Um, and get yeah, just props to Jason Wiles. He's just so good this episode. Um, yes. I mean, do you have anything to add on this? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna keep moving through this, but it's just such a it's an intense scene here by Jason Wiles
1: well I'll, I'll just say this for now that's that's something about that's something about Bosco that i can I can identify with. We'll get more to that later
0: yeah yeah um it's a very it's a very relatable moment. Well, we get, uh, sort of Davis and Sully in the car, kind of a brief little moment here looking at music. My biggest question here is that, like, why are they waiting until this point of the shift to start looking at music? Like, I mean, have they just been that busy that they just haven't the had time to pull over? Like, is this not one of the first things that Sully would have mentioned to Davis as they started, um, the, the shift? Um, you know, so anyway, I then, I like how, um, <laughs> Kim and Bobby show up. We talk about random pairings. He's Kim and Bobby with Davis and Sully. Why not? Um, and this... I, again, I'll correct myself. An episode ago, I think I said, like, oh, probably the last time we get Bobby around a table with, like, all the characters. Clearly, I was wrong. Just like my reference to... Oh, we never get a reference to the ice hockey. Because um, Kim and Bobby are here. They're talking about um, Tatiana. And I love... Was it... Uh, David says, she's Ukrainian. And he's like... And they just kind of like Bobby. And then I like. He's Kim. I don't want to say typical Kim, because that's kind of a bit mean. But it's like, oh, what should we do on a first date? Kim's just like, have sex. Get it over and done with. You know, you don't know you're both thinking about it on a first date. So just do it. Like, Kim? (laughs) Like. (laughs) What did she say at the beginning? Was it this season when she's talking about the guy she slept with? Uh (laughs) I mean, we know there's a few, you know, newsstand guys just uh, begging for her again. Uh (laughs) Oh. oh I'm so horrible poor him. um but then uh, Carlos and Doc show up and then I just love Carlos just random Carlos scene when he's like oh oh you credit. she got any friends and then Doc just retorts any with desperate me. ones and what any desperate ones <laughs> Sully, Sully oh, the off. comedic the comedic genius of Doc and oh, there's such some good moments between Doc and Carlos in the next couple of episodes just these random little bits which let's be honest would make for some great scenes which I'm sad we never get to see um, Sully storms off Carlos tells everyone about what happened with uh, Lombardo and Jimmy. I love Carlos; it's the best thing that happened in ages. Um, he's like, "What?" Oh, it took five of us to pull him off, and it was Bobby. says, five of us? You are in the corner eating Cheerios." Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> just so mean to Carlos all of a sudden. But then um, the fortune cookie that Sally had, Kim reads it. It's uh, some—I didn't even write down the love quote, but it's some profound thing. It's like, "Ooh." Um but yeah, anyway, so we get Bosco I don't remember. Bosco waiting for the guy, uh waiting outside the house and Joker's kind of um, you know, talking to him. And I just again I just love this sort of scene here where Bosco again he's just everything Joker says, he's just staring off blankly, he's just got this blank look on his face. We get a call, there's been shots fired, um and Bosco basically and- they finally accept it go yes yeah. <laughs> talk yeah, and i was i, I didn't know if you wanted say, to say something say, there <laughs> and,
1: well i was going to say and and bosco do, and they don't and bosco doesn't respond to it but then you went on and said that they do eventually respond to it but you know i think it probably would have would have been more profound if they had you know just not had him respond mm. you know because not had not had five five david respond well he kind of didn't have a choice then was, you would
0: he didn't say anything he didn't want to but as soon as yokus was like five five david responding they kind of had to so i mean he's driving yeah. so um, he's, got, he's got no no choice in that matter but yeah i know what you mean i absolutely know what you mean but i mean you know we also know that yeah. bosco's not going to not respond to a shots fired um i mean he lives for that yeah exactly uh, so we kind of get a brief little scene, you know, he's douchebag, Jimmy, his locker and photos have been destroyed, boo-hoo, um, then we get Bosco, I'm not going to say anything more Who's about it. He's
1: destroying this.
0: him? Uh, we're going to guess it's Joe, probably, um, Bosco and Yokus, uh, we kind of get a little scene with them, she wants to go out for a drink with Bosco, um, and just sort of saying to her, like, oh, you're going to go home, right, and he's just kind of like, oh, you know... Yeah, I will. But then there's his mum. Rose is waiting for him. They kind of have this great little scene. You know, again, Bosco and his mum just have great little sort of, I mean, it's weird saying chemistry, but you know what I mean. They work so well off each other, Jason Wiles and Paddy D. Um, You know, please don't hurt him. You know, he could lose his job. And then kind of just Bosco just going His off job? Him. His job? Yeah. And then she's obviously saying, like, I hit him first. I was chasing him. You know, he loves me. He doesn't mean to hurt me. I need him. You know, kind of, as you said, victim sort of. Um, classic abuse victim life. but again just like just Jason Wiles' acting here is just so good so is Patty Dees not to take away from her acting as well but I I, I like a sort of a, a vengeful Bosco you know because this is this is Bosco mm-hmm. to a T once he gets something locked on and he wants to hurt someone he's going to hurt someone so um, you know he's he, he's he's driven by this um, yeah, Jimmy waits for Brooke oh here's Eva LaRue beautiful beautiful woman and what a dick you are here jimmy uh but like i mean let's be honest well acted here by eddie cibrian he does like again going back to my point he's not acting here he's had this speech a few times just <laughs> so nice um this uh is the second last time we will ever see brooke by the way she'll be in one more episode after this but um jimmy opens up admits to brooke what he did um, I kind of like Brooke's sort of reaction here straight away. She's like, oh, this isn't going to be one of those horrible fire stories. They're going to keep me up at night. You're a cop, Brooke. Uh, you also have your horrible stories. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, she admits and then you stay away from me, Jimmy. She walks inside and there's douchey Jimmy just standing outside looking all sore little puppy. Um, again, well acted, but fuck you, Jimmy. Um, you left. That's Eva Larue. She's right there and she's upset. You cheated on her. You cheated on Brooke. Screw you, Jimmy. And not in the way that Linda did in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, stupid Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get Bosco He's waiting in his car, still waiting for Steve. Uh, this time is obviously out of hours, and Jokers shows up. I love how Jokers is like, "Did I scare you?" Um, and then we kind of get this, you know, powerful little scene when Bosco, um, he pretty much admits he's sort of, you know, obviously this sad history of abuse with his mum. Uh, you know, when he sort of says, "This guy, the guy before that, the guy before that, and the dad before." That. This is the first, this is the first time I believe we ever. I mean, we we've, we we've learned a little bit about Bosco's past in terms of you know what's happened to him, but this is the first time we ever actually straight out here uh, that his dad did it. Um. And I don't know if it's this scene, it might be coming up, where we get the very first reference to Bosco's brother, um, which we we haven't quite had a uh, reference to yet, Mikey, Uh, but uh, we'll get that in this episode. Uh, Obviously, Mikey will become a bit of an important person in this show in a few seasons' time. Um, But we get that very powerful line uh, when he says, you know, beating women is as American as the Fourth of July. You know, we see it every day um but yeah i mean it's 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 a like this is the what you go ahead please go Darbell.
1: the the way the way he says it you know you can tell you can, you can tell that he's trying to sound like he's brushing it off you know just the way he says it's american it's as american as the fourth of july we see it every day right yeah which y- you know he's he's trying to shake it off
0: which you you know it's a sad fact that they do and I mean, this is kind of I think where mm-hmm. you know we we talked a little bit about this on uh, on the four days recap this season, where you know it's it's still relevant to this day, whether or not that's a good or a bad thing. And I find this is still clearly relevant to this day. I mean, I don't necessarily how it know how it is in America, but uh, you know, there's been a huge thing here in Australia in the last 12 to 18 months of sort of um, domestic violence. They're sort of re- they're trying to rename it family violence. Um, sort of campaigns here and everything along those lines when it comes to this sort of stuff. So. Um well, I've never heard go please Darvel, continue yep,
1: yep i haven't i haven't heard of them trying to rename it here in the u s but
0: it's just i think it's just one of yep. these like um yeah, i mean it's we we have um the uh like a uh what is it called like a sucker punch you know one punch can kill mm-hmm. um and they, they they sort of the media reference it now as coward punch rather than like you know a, a sucker punch or whatever they're called. Um, you know, because there's a campaigns around that about how you know one punch can kill, don't go around punching people. Um, so like it's kind of like a thing here, obviously, yeah, it's it's' they're, they're, they refer to it as family violence now rather than domestic violence. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's again, sort of going back to my point is just that it's still relevant, highly relevant to this day, um, and I mean, as a lot of issues are in third watch because clearly the world's issues are not solved in you know 17, 18 years. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still very powerful. Just that, just that line that he says, you know, the way he says it, um, powerful. So I don't know if you've got anything to add on this scene before we, uh, before we move on. No. no. Nope. Uh, so nope. we, uh, back here with Sully. Oh, cute little Sully getting a bit awkward, trying to knock on Tatiana's door. Uh, again, this is me, <clears throat> um, eventually does it and Sully invites are out i, I love Tatiana's reaction uh you know uh, this is where you can repeat this line for me here davil i thought that we might go out together sometime i thought that we might go out together sometime and Tadiana's reply okay <laughs> <laughs> took you long enough <laughs> just the way she yeah it sounds nice I uh, think kind of just like they're back and forth trying to work it out she works on weekends he's working to 11 for the next two weeks why is this a surprise Sully what is this show called it's called Third Watch because you work watch. the Third Watch shift why is this a surprise to you you always work that shift Um, and then basically they're going to see each other tonight it's nerves it's nerves I mean it's,
1: it's pure nerves you know it's heat of the moment
0: yeah they uh they're going to see each other tonight and I love their little smiles and their reactions I mean that's We've been there. We've all been in that situation where kinda yeah. like, you know, somebody you, you like said yes to a date and you're kinda of like, Yeah, all right, cool. Um, so yeah, it's it's a nice little it's a nice little moment. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm I'm am i I'm smiling. I'm smiling right now, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, smiling right now. Douchey Jimmy, um, talking about uh to Kim, told Brooke the truth, he's got to tell Joey as well. Scene that we never see. What a shame. Uh, (laughs) And then we get this sort of scene between Jimmy and Taylor. Um, You know, sure, you don't want to leave. I'm a pariah around here. Taylor's like, oh, what do you expect? Uh, Then kind of Jimmy trying to defend it. Which, look, I'm going to say here, I don't get the backstory here with Jimmy and, and Linda. Because Jimmy says here that he saw Linda before he was with Kim and then he set Linda and Joe up. Now, him and Kim were married for a few years. We we've kind of gone over a bit of the Kim Jimmy storyline. Obviously, Joey's what, six, seven. Um, eight, I think. Oh, how old is he? Like he's around that age. Six, seven or eight, eight. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. He's a little demon like child, as we know. Um so like, you know setting fires to everything. So clearly there's at least a six, seven discrepancy year gap here in terms of when Jimmy actually was with this Linda. And then Linda kind of he sets her up so it's kind of referenced that Joe and her aren't together for that long when they come to the engagement party. So clearly, is this a new thing? Like, does he just keep in contact with an ex-girlfriend of, like, seven years ago? And all of a sudden was, like, Joe's moping around the firehouse. Woo-hoo, I'm so absolutely. And she's all... And Jimmy's all like, oh, I know this girl that hey, he seven years ago. Do you want to meet her? And, like, looking at Linda, how old is Linda? She looks like she's about 23, 24 when we meet her. So was Jimmy doing, like, a 15-year-old? Like, I <laughs> mean... Mm. I don't know. Like, just
1: dare dare I say this the the Caucasian firefighter R. Kelly?
0: <laughs> sure, uh, <laughs> you want to go there? Double <laughs> on fire this episode. Um, yeah, I, I just just a bit of a weird discrepancy with the timeline here of Jimmy and Linda. But you know, Team Taylor here. You know, what did you expect? Um, and then just kind of, you know, everyone's right. fault except for yours. And then I love her line here when she says, pretty sure I dated you a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like that line she says. And then obviously yeah. she kind of stops and she's like, well, maybe she did it to hurt, you know, maybe she deliberately did it to hurt you. Um, you know, and her line, which look, I, I'm Team Taylor here, but this to me is one of those cringeworthy lines that you always get in a show where you've got like this Lothario, good-looking guy who sleeps around. I think in Nip Tuck we've had this line with uh, Christian when she says, "For somebody who's been with a lot of women, you sure don't know a lot about them." Um, can we can we just can I just point this out? Like, I'm. I'm not, it's overused It's overused And I'm not saying anything Like it's a fair point But can we have like An episode where we've got like A girl who sleeps around And a guy turns around And says like For someone who's been With a lot of guys You don't know about much about them We never get that line No do we, we, we
1: couldn't no we, no we couldn't We could not get that line Because
0: It's double standards And it shit. doesn't work Yeah exactly
1: Girls would lose their shit
0: but we know, I mean, can, as we know, sexism only not, works against women. It's never there. sexist against men. So that's another story for debate. Um, yeah, just like, just
1: like, just like, just like, just like, just like, just like, if you're not white, you can't bullshit. Mm. And that's coming from a black man.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's an episode in itself. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we get uh, Bosco. Uh, we're back to the uh, the laundrette the next day. Bosco shows up, deflates the tires of Steve's car. Uh, we get bigot racist Bosco. We've got the guy going to the phone. Juan, if you pick up that phone, you're on a boat to whatever Caribbean uh, island you illegally came here from. <laughs> like, just like it's, <laughs> typical Bosco, it's so inappropriate. But you, like, I feel bad for saying you're going to laugh at it. But it's just like you shouldn't be laughing at it. It's such an inappropriate line. <laughs> but it's just you know. <laughs> I, again, I don't think you're going to get away with that in 2017, 2018. But, no. You know, but, I mean, this is Bosco. This is his character. You wouldn't, you
1: wouldn't get away with three quarters of the stuff on this show today.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's be honest. Uh, so we find Steve just absolutely punches the living shit out of him. Um, and and then he, he deserved it. Walks away. Call his, someone call this piece of trash an ambulance. I mean, this is just Bosco, though. Like, again, going back to the sort of this is his character. You know, he's like... Yeah, he's a bigot. Yeah, he says inappropriate things and all this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, he's always going to, you know, be loyal and protecting and this sort of stuff. And this is how loyal and loving he is of his mother. That I mean, let's let's analyse his situation here. He is an NYPD officer in clear view of probably about 30 witnesses in uniform just clearly bashing a guy up while his partner stands on and then it takes the time before she, you know, stops him. Like, I, I'm usually an advocate of defending police in a lot of situations i realize there are plenty of times police don't deserve to be defended i'm not saying police are 100 innocent this is one of those scenes where the police aren't innocent and like okay yes this steve's a douche he's bashed a woman like for sure he's a douche he deserves punishment but like in context if this was 2017 2018 every single one of those people in that laundrette has their mobile phone out they're filming this and this is going viral of the police officer who is bashing this person with no cause. That's what this story was. Right. So he's lucky yep. that he lived in a world right now without camera phones. And we obviously know yep. that this is gonna, you know, play into it and it'd be live stream it'd be live streaming on Facebook and everything. But this is but this is also the thing too that we should point out. We're not feeling sorry for Steve because we know he deserves no. to get beaten. So, like, we're kind of ignoring the police brutality here, which, like, I think this is what Third Watch does well. And, like, this is kind of a point to make this out. And Again, we'll talk about this next episode with kind of what will happen with Sully. But, like, it's it's pointing – it's, like, the world isn't black and white. There are not easy answers no. to everything. And we know Steve deserves a beating. We know Boss goes in the wrong. He's going too far but we're kind of looking at through the lens of we're okay with this, you know, and this is what's kind of, and again, even the day in the times, and it's a perfect sort of reference to what you were saying before about how you wouldn't get away with this sort of stuff today. Like, and this, imagine if this was a storyline in blue bloods, which, you know, it It has been. Yeah. Danny Reagan. Half the time, just not acted as well. Um, um, (laughs) Sorry, Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie, you're a good guy. Cool. But you know, Jason Wiles, um go back go back to the um uh fucking new kids on the block um you know my mind was blown when i found out that donnie Wahlberg was in new kids on the block like i i had no clue i did not know that i'm watching this hard nut detective on a cop show like yeah he's a pretty tough guy he's been a boy band like really every time i see a new kids on the block film clip and he's donnie Wahlberg, i'm like what the hell like, anyway, that'd be like in 30 years' time if Justin Bieber was, like, an Academy Award-winning character actor. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. Donald Trump's president. We can never turn around and say stuff's not going to happen. Um, but anyway,
1: yeah, really. so, like... This, oh, don't get me started there. This is
0: This is what this show does so well. It's kind of like, again, if you're, you're analysing this, is what we're trying to do as a podcast, of what we're actually seeing here. Um and you know obviously they address his storyline briefly when it comes to Bosco potentially being charged but um I think mean, he gets away with it <laughs> just like yoko got away with last season of basically killing Caesar so you know Bobby's going to get away with murder next episode in technicality as well so you know a lot of our beloved characters here at third watch are committing crimes <laughs> so oh god it's a fun show um I wouldn't
1: call and we'll get to this but We'll get to this next episode, but now that you mentioned
0: Bobby, I no, wouldn't necessarily not call no, 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 he no, does no. murder. No, 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 you're right. It's uh, me being an idiot, but um, he still does kill someone, so <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, I Look, I'm not... Yeah, we'll get to that. That's next episode. Um, and he also threatens to kill this guy. You touch my mother again, I'll kill you. So, yep, that was in clear view of all the witnesses. Um, We've got Sally... Um, Thinking, looking through the paper, can't find anything. This is fucking New York City. You can't find somewhere to take someone for a, a live show. Um, and, oh, this is Davis. This is just so fucking fantastic. Um, when he's like, oh, just have sex with her. Is that all you think about? Yes. Uh, and then it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to make the first move, you know. And then what does Bosco say? Like, oh, girls expect you to make the first move. Otherwise, they go home and they're thinking, is there something wrong with me? Is my butt too big? Is he gay? Like, I just love, to- <laughs> I love Bosco's female voice. Davis's female. Yeah, Davis just does it. So- oh, wait, Davis' is, I'm sorry. Oh, he's just so good. Again, this is just one of those scenes where I'm sure it's in the script with what they've got to say. But you just want to believe that they kind of ad lib a lot of this because it's just so natural. And again, just because yes. Third Watch, are just making this so natural. And this is Third Watch versus Blue Bloods. Maybe we'll do an episode at the end of all six seasons here to compare them. Or Third Watch versus Nine One One. You just don't get this, you know, like uh, connection that we have between the characters. Like Blue Bloods, like it's just it's not the same. Blue Bloods feels yeah, so scripted, be- whereas this just does not yeah. feel scripted.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, we haven't seen nine one one yet. It will, it, well, it will it have debuted by the time this episode goes uh, I up. Technically, I don't know, yeah. but during the, re- the but recording, during the we, recording haven't. we we haven't seen it yet. So who knows?
0: And we're going to cover. Maybe we're not we, good. We're going to cover that from the beginning. Uh so we'll see how that goes. But um, I think kind of like, and it's it's an interesting like Alan Saul can gets so much praise, uh through his you know, television credits with the West Wing newsroom and, you know, all the other sort of shows he's done because of... His sort of banter and the back and forth and the dialogue between the characters—that's what made like The West Wing so popular, the newsroom when that was sort of popular for a couple of seasons. Because Alan Sorkin, as a writer, has such a way with words and making things seem so natural between the characters, so that you're watching a show yeah. and you don't believe that it's a scripted TV show. And I think kind of that this is what gets lost with Third Watch, and this is kind of what I was saying a few episodes ago—that it's the ER effect. That like ER, let's not take away with like ER was so popular in its heyday was because it has a similar thing. Like think the classic days with like George Clooney and Juliana Margulies. I can never say a name probably you know what I'm talking about you know Carol and Doug like sort of their back and forth while we rooted for them so much Anthony Edwards you know Noah Wiley just you know the, the steam cast Eric LaSalle like just the way they kind of bounced off each other it just felt so natural and ER held that for such a long time before it kind of fell off the cliff and, like, you really do feel in Third Watch the early days with it. And it does... It's still there in the later days. Like, I'm not saying it goes away completely. It's just not as evident that we're going to get in these seasons of just, you know, the ability here with John Wells, because he's obviously come across from the ER to create this show, of just how natural it is. So, I don't know. This is just us defending Third Watch. Us, you know, always kind of coming to its defence why this show never got as much credit, particularly with the acting awards. Um... But yeah, just a little Ben rant there about how well written this show is and how good. And again, this is a John Wells episode. This right now is written by one of the two co-creators. Our last two episodes are both written by the two co-creators. Last episode, we had uh, Ed Allen Bonero. This time, we've got John Wells. So, you know, we've got our showrunners here um, <clears throat> writing some fantastic dialogue between these characters. But uh, anyway, just wanted to... Going to Ben Rant there. Anything to add on that Ben Rant, Darvel? Uh, we should have a count every episode.
1: No, you. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should definitely keep a keep a a chart or something of how many times you go up on a Ben Rant every episode. And usually, by the time you're done with those, I don't really know what to say because you've said it all. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: and then we just have Darvel dropping references to wet vaginas. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was early in the episode. <laughs> just, just had to bring it up again. Uh, yeah,
1: so, you did. Hey, that is that is all right. Hey, something to laugh
0: at. Um, <laughs> then we have uh, sort of Bosco sort of come calm down a little bit uh, to to Jokas and sort of you know sorry I got you into this and sort of Yokos is like look you know I could have stayed in the car uh, you know nice little uh, scene there. Uh, Doctor Montville, yeah, he's back. Sort of checks his hand and you know mentions that Steve's going to need a plastic surgeon to stitch up the cheek and. Uh, You know, Mary is uh, back, saying that uh, Rose is back with Steve. Uh, Then we get this great little scene. Bosco goes and sees it. There is Rose sort of just chilling on the bed with Steve. And then sort of Rose just goes off at Bosco. And then Bosco, obviously, um, talking, you know, defending. And then there's this powerful stuff here from Jason Wiles when he's like, he won't, you know, hit you again because I stopped it. I couldn't do this with Dad. Um, but you know, and then obviously she's sort of like talking about like, what are you talking about your father for? This is where we get the first reference of Mikey, uh, Bosco's brother. Um, and then, you know, this is kind of where Bosco says like, well, what are you doing in there? Are you supporting him? or Are you begging him to keep you around? Um, and yeah, um, it's just, it's so powerful. Like Bosco's kind of crying, Rose is crying, crying. Um, and then we find out that obviously Bosco's going to have assault charges laid against him because uh, this is obviously where Bosco sort of walks off by himself he's just standing in that room uh, by himself and sort of Yoko's comes in so powerful Just I don't know if you've got anything to add on this scene yeah. but uh, you know it's just it's such a powerful scene and a powerful storyline yeah do you have anything to add? nothing nothing? no <laughs> no <laughs> no nope. um, we got uh, back at the firehouse Jimmy comes down everyone's at dinner laughing but they all go quiet when Jimmy's there and Jimmy kind of Apologizes uh, to to everyone, um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna close off the Jimmy stuff here because I mean I know there's a scene in between these two scenes, but I mean I'm done talking about Jimmy. Uh, the next scene, he's outside. Yeah. He confronts Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. Hey, Jimmy, was it worth it? No. Uh, that's all we've got, and then we get everyone staring at uh, Jimmy. Ooh. So, like, that's kind of our Jimmy storyline. It's done. I mean, we'll get more of sort of Jimmy Joe kind of stuff to come this season. There's a bit more of a plot twist to come later on with uh, this whole situation. Uh, but, yeah, do you have anything to head on douchebag Jimmy at this moment, or are we done talking about him?
1: Yeah, we're done talking about him, because we'll basically be repeating
0: everything we've said already. Yeah, fuck you, Jimmy. Uh, so, we, we do get... Now, like, this scene here... Um, I got to say, this is a nominee for me for top five of this season. Um, the first date, Sully and, and Tatiana. Um, oh yes, just look, put it in there, put it in the mind basket for a potential top five moment for this season. Uh, they show up to this bar because Davis, I should have mentioned before, suggested take her down to a downtown fancy hotel. They've always got a piano playing uh, music, but this time around, no piano playing. There was no customers, uh, even though the guy on the uh, phone said they would be uh, having music till one. We just get this nice little scene here uh, um, of these two having a date. We find out that Tatiana's been there for two years. Uh, you know, she likes rock and roll music. Um, and then we just get this nice little scene of Sully on the piano. Uh, he says he's playing Gershwin. That's Watch All Over Me, isn't it, that song, Someone to Watch Over Me? Is that? Do they sample Gershwin? I think so. I, I don't I think know. So. Uh, my music knowledge of old music like that, I don't know. Um,
1: Couldn't. Couldn't tell you but for the hell of it I'll say I think so.
0: Yeah, well it's interesting it says and I just I love Tatiana. Yes, yes, I know this. Um and it is okay, I'm gonna correct myself. Uh was composed by uh Ira Gershwin. Uh sorry, hang on. I'll, I'll rephrase that. Composed by George Gershwin with lyrics by Ira Gershwin. Didn't realise the song was that old. Um, so, (laughs) it has been performed by many artists since its debut as a jazz standard, as well as key work in the Great American Songbook. It is referenced, but in the Frank McGuinness play, Someone Who'll Watch Over Me. So, oh God, there's about a hundred different famous recorded versions here, according to Wikipedia. Um, so, famous people here, uh, Judy Garland, Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald has done it. Um... Sting good old Sting um, Elton John um,
1: gotta love Elton John
0: yeah so a lot of people have done this song so um, yeah this goes to my knowledge of how old this song is uh, 1926 this song was uh, written by George Gershwin so okay never mind it was done by Gershwin but anyway this scene is great um, just a little smile they share with each other and then kind of um, you know Sally. that's all I remember Ah. Uh, First date. Here we go, Darvel. Um, yeah, I don't know what you said. This again. I'm going to say it again. Nominee for top five moment of this season.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely, definitely in my mind for it too.
0: Nothing to add on this.
1: No, other then Sully can also can also definitely play the piano as well as the guitar.
0: <laughs> well, we yep. never see we never see his Plays head, So good. This, this isn't really Skip of playing the piano, but um, Sully. Uh, Knows how to play the piano, sort of. Um, and, yeah, Tatiana looks beautiful in this scene, by the way. And so does Sully. So does Sully looks pretty darn hot, too, let's, let's be honest. Um, we're back at the cop shop. Bosco, just waiting around, doesn't know how much longer. We find out that uh, the charges against him have been dropped. Because uh, I kind of like this random detective when she says, Oh, your mother told him that if he continued with the charges, he'd have him arrested. So here's Rose standing up for, for Bosco. Uh, then we get Tadiana and Sally back at the uh, apartment complex. You know, Sally sort of asking, oh, yes. oh, Do you want, uh, you know, I thought women wanted unpredictability. No, women want predictable. Um, and then kind of, you know, uh, you don't want to invite me in. I uh, think kind of, oh, I don't really have anything to drink. You know, oh, I might have this. I don't want, I'm not thirsty. I just want to go to bed. Do you like sex, John? Because I like sex. <laughs> <laughs> Sully's just... Uh, Sally's <laughs> face. He's all like... that Again, that's me. I, I'm not implying shit. And then that happens and I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> oh,
1: God, I love it. Yeah, Sully's just... Sully, yeah, it's just like...
0: Uh... Yeah, why not? <laughs> Can we just point out that, like, of all our our beloved, well, ten now with the ten, obviously, Taylor's in. Um, it's been a while since we've seen sort of one of our main characters act like actually on screen, not just implied. Like, uh, obviously, Jimmy in the bathroom with Linda. We had Kim and the uh the um the the newsstand guy. Um, but like, it's been a while since it's been implied that any main character gets sex. Like, I mean, obviously you assume Jokas and Fred are doing it. Um, you know, Bosco and Davis are always talking about it, but you never directly... Like, I, I guess kind of Davis uh, in the ties of bind with uh, the ADA woman, kind of it was implied, I guess, that they would have had sex when he showed up at her house. But... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, oh, I guess Carlos last episode. Okay, maybe I'm just uh, t- taking away from my own point here. Hasn't really been that long since we've seen someone get sex. Uh, two episodes ago for Carlos, not last episode. Uh, anyway, my point is, uh, Sally got laid. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, been, yeah. it's a long time coming. Okay, on that note, is he our last major character to uh, actually get sex? Maybe. He would be, wouldn't he?
1: Yes, I do believe so.
0: Doc's got sex. Carlos has gotten sex. Bobby and Kim, clearly, they're doing each other. Jimmy's sleeping with everyone. Well, Taylor, not yet, but, I mean, her and Bobby, it's never kind of discussed if they do or not, but maybe. Um, Yoko's obviously. Bosco, yes, with Nicole. Davis, yes. Uh, So, yeah, Sully's the last kind of character to get lucky. So, there you go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Sully. I'm I'm looking forward to the uh, Swirsky sex scene coming up. It never happens, people. Don't get excited. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we, we close it out with um, this very emotional scene with Rose and Bosco, and, um, you know, she's begging, I love you so much, please forgive me. You know, I'd never do anything to hurt you. And they're both crying and they hug, and that's the episode. Um yeah oh it's deep it's sweet good old bros and bosco and i don't know i think it's a few episodes again till we get beloved rose boscarelli back i mean she's at least in every season i believe uh but anything to add kind of on in these closing scenes here i mean you mentioned you had something to sort of discuss with this storyline when it comes to to bosco which you don't have to if you don't want to
1: yeah, I'd rather I'd rather discuss it off the. No, that's the
0: that's record. completely fine, Darvell. No pressure on you at all to do anything along those lines. But um, we obviously, yeah, powerful at the end of the episode. The next episode that we will get uh, Rose in is childhood memories. Is that a, that's a season three episode? Is it not? Yes, yes, it's so, season. Yeah, it's
1: episode six or seven of season
0: three. So, so yeah, it's, it'll be a while till we get uh, Rose back um yeah you are right episode seven of season three um does she appear in every season i'm just looking here so childhood memories where she i'm pretty sure she's in season
1: four i know she's in five and i know she's, she's definitely in, in
0: five and six uh the long guns is that a four is that a season four no that's a season no, three a season episode. three so no she doesn't uh fire start as a uh, that's, oh no. Firestarter is season four. So, okay, she's in. Well, Firestarter is kind of based around her. So, yeah, she's in season four. So, she's in every season. So, uh, there you go. Beloved Patty D. Props we'll, to Patty D. We'll see Patty D again. But, uh, I mean, just looking here at her screen credits, uh, she's in a total of, I think, 16 episodes of Third Watch. So, this is her second one. So, she'll be in one season three episode, uh, two season three episodes, one season four episode. And then basically from there, she's in a shitload of episodes in season four and season five. I uh, slot five and six. Clearly, because uh, obviously the Boscarelli's become a bit of a uh, storyline in themselves. But anyway, we'll get to Patty D. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is uh, True Love. That's the episode, not between Darvell and I. We've, we've only just met each other, so give it time. Um, what a- <laughs> We're into the... Uh- Sorry, Ben, I don't swing that way. Oh, hashtag vote. Yes, hashtag love is love. It's legal in Australia now. Come on. Um, what's... <laughs> But no wonder why people think I'm gay listening to this podcast. Uh, let's get into the evil, the evil a review section. Our beloved evil a review, because it's the second last time we'll ever get to see evil a review. Poor Brooke. Um, yep. and I think from memory too, our, our Brooke scene that we get in honor is like a tiny little scene as well. So from memory, like we, I don't even know if she speaks in honor. I can't remember. Um, I, she does. She does. Okay. Well, she does. This yes. is my New York Islanders argument again. Ben doesn't know anything. Um, so what are we doing with this episode, Darvell? Are we buying we are it, reading it, Oh, you didn't even want to wait for me to finish. Okay, buy it. Any particular reason why, or just it's an obvious one? Obvious. Obvious. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm buying it too. I think it's uh you know it's a it's a it's a powerful episode with the Bosco stuff and just you know Jason Wild. Maybe his strongest episode so far, Jason Wiles in terms of his acting chops um, and just everything else. It kind of related. It, like we, we rip shit into the Jimmy stuff with Jimmy's a douche, but like it's still a valid storyline. We wanted resolution to this sort of situation with Jimmy. And again, <laughs> Eddie Sibrian acts so well, because again, it's just natural to Eddie Sibrian. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it's worthy of a bite for sure. Um, which kind of still makes me sad in, in some way that uh, I, I rented history because I still would be perfect this season. But um, yeah, true love. It's 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 true love for this episode cuz we've both bought it. Um, alrighty, so we're moving now into unlucky episode thirteen or lucky episode thirteen, can I just point out? Uh because we are obviously going in order. I just actually want to quickly point out too, just on the grand scheme of things, if you're enjoying these episodes of Third Watch before we talk about honor, uh we are officially uh now got less than hundred episodes to cover on our third watch recap. So <laughs> it sounds like a lot, but we've crossed over the mark where we've got less than a hundred to go. So just wanted to, we did yeah, that about we'll an easy jump down e- to the double digits. We did that in about an episode. Or two ago, so there are now less than 100 episodes of Third Watch to go. But anyway, uh, so we're into Judy. Um, now, this, I will say, Darvel, I mentioned in uh, our episode a few uh, bits, a uh, few episodes ago, if I learn how to speak with history, that I said there's another episode this season that I'm a little bit like, eh, as in like a weaker episode of this season. To me, it's Judy. Uh, I'll have a bit to say about this storyline with Sully. Um, which look I, again, this is to me Judy's a better episode than history, so I'm still sort of on the fence whether I might rent or buy this one. uh I'm guessing our discussion will change my opinions perhaps on this one for the for the positive or the negatives. So I don't know, uh, but I mean, look, there's still some interesting stuff with it um obviously you know the Sully storyline is strong, and let's let's get excited here, Darvell because I actually can utter these words. Bobby gets a
1: storyline <laughs> yep. So- and and it's and it's a, it's a, it's a good one too, and it actually, you know, it, it it's, it's it is a good
0: storyline. You and, and I is, might have it, some uh, conflicting opinions on it.
1: <laughs> okay, well, we'll see. Hey, we don't have to agree on everything.
0: No, we don't. We don't. this is kind of at the beginning of this season. I remember saying that Bobby technically has one and three quarter episodes this season. Uh two and three, like. You might argue he gets three episodes this season because, you. I mean, the next episode is either a Bobby or a Sully episode. And we kind of want to go with saying it's a Bobby episode just because he hasn't had one yet. Um, But, like, let's just say Bobby's leaving this show in the next three, four episodes. Again, we're not saying why or how. We're going to wait till that comes because any third watch fan who's listening to this and knows what happens, knows what happens. If you're watching this for the very first time, we don't want to spoil it. Okay, we've spoiled it to let you know that Bobby's leaving. But I think we kind of said that... But that's all we're going to say. I think we kind of said that the very first episode of the very first season. We kind of said when we talked about the cast and who sticks around that we said that Bobby's only in it for like one and a half, two seasons. Uh, And I think most people would understand that given that Bobby Cannavale, again, you would argue is the most famous person to come from this show. Um, But, yeah, like, he's one and three quarter episodes that he gets this season. Um... Look, yeah, I, I look forward to talking about Judy. It's it's kind of an interesting one. Yes. So uh, stay tuned for that. And as always, stay tuned. Uh, to everything here on the Oz Network not just Third Watch we've got plenty of other shows are covering but if you're enjoying our Third Watch ones send us an email we'd love to hear from you the Network at hotmail.com to all our listeners in the Third Watch fans uh, Facebook group we uh, appreciate your support and your comments and by all means please uh, continue to let us know what you're thinking how you're feeling about these uh, subscribe on iTunes uh, Spotify Stitcher leave us feedback while you're there like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter Instagram YouTube you know how it works um, and we're very much looking forward to continuing to cover this with less than 100 episodes to go yay um, Get in there. Michael Jackson's on the episode too. Um, But it's been fun. (laughs) We look forward to Judy. My name is Ben. And is there something wrong with me? Is my butt too big? Is he gay?
1: My name's Darvell. And, well, I thought that's what women wanted, for men to be mysterious.
0: Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.